Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. We're talking Wilton Beavers football with Coach Hetzler uh, on this episode of Scotty Melvin Talks High School Football. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Hey, good afternoon. How are we doing? Welcome to the program, Coach Hetzler. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, Scotty, go ahead with the first question. All right, I'll get right into it. First, it's nice to talk to you, Coach Hessler. We watched your uh, Wilton Beavers uh, season unfold with a lot of interest down here in southeast Iowa. You guys yeah. played. Oh, uh, I just wanted to point out, you guys played in what we considered maybe the most brutal district in all classes of football in the state of Iowa. What do, what do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, I think uh, our strength of schedule with, with a lot of different uh, formulas that you can put together, um, I thought we had an extremely tough district with a lot of really re- well-respected programs in the state of Iowa between, you know, your West Branch, uh, Regina's, um, you know, Durant had the player of the year on their team last year, uh, Mediapolis, who's always a consistent contender in the playoffs, um, you know, and, and we played, a, and a lot of those teams were senior-dominated, you know, and we had a pretty young team last year, so it was a really tough road. Uh, but I thought our guys learned a lot last year in playing in such a tough district. All right. Well, Coach, uh, um, Butch, Butch Peterson has uh, uh, just been a legend. Uh, he was a guy, you know, in your conference that you you played a, uh, a lot. Uh, uh, we were honored to talk to him a little bit last year, and one of the things he was talking about was your team uh, and how you had all these great sophomores you know, uh, that'll be juniors this year. And he said that your, your team was going to be one to reckon with one. Uh, do you have a, a memory of, of coach Peterson that you could, uh, 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 share with us and maybe, uh, uh, talk a little bit about some of these, uh, juniors that you've got that might really be the foundation of a, of a pretty exciting season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you said, coach Peterson is an absolute legend in Iowa high school football. Um, and I got to know coach Peterson really well. I, I started my, coaching career on his son's staff, Lance Peterson, who is now the Mount Vernon head coach. Um, so I, uh, I got to know Butch and his family very, very well. Um, in 2018, he actually invited me to be on his Shrine Bowl staff when he was the head coach uh, of the Shrine Bowl. So uh, we spent a week together up there and did a lot of things together, um, you know, game planning and, and putting our team together for that Shrine or that uh, South team for the Shrine Bowl in 2018. So I was extremely fortunate. Uh, to get to know him, and, and Butch was is one of my mentors. I, I called Butch from week to week uh, for advice. You know, of course, he wouldn't give out advice when we played West Branch, but um, <laughs> always 
always willing to uh, lend a hand and, and pass on that information. I think that's a, a true mark of a mentor when uh, when he's he's willing to pass on all of his knowledge and information that he's gathered in all those years. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to see him go. Um, I know the West Branch community right now is in a really tough spot. Um, but uh, he, he definitely left his mark on, on Iowa high school football. And I was so grateful to be a part of, of that long journey of his. So, um, you know, like he said, he, he, uh, we talked a lot too in the off season and, and our junior class or our sophomore class this year, our juniors next year, um, is a really talented class. Um, we started nine sophomores last year on both sides, on our offense and defense on the on side of the ball. Um, at different points of the year, so we are really looking forward to everything that they come back with. Um, a lot of a, a lot of positions. Um, you know, our quarterback was a sophomore. Running two running backs for sophomores, three offensive linemen uh, come back that started for us throughout the year. Uh, receivers a sophomore, um, and the same thing on the defensive side. You know, our our defense is anchored by a middle linebacker uh, who was a sophomore and and really competed for our, our high leading tackles and and whatnot. So really excited about what we have coming back on both sides of the ball uh, for us next fall. Well, go ahead, Scotty. Well, uh, Coach Hetzler, I'm looking at your, your district here. Uh, first of all, I want to say I appreciate the words about Coach Peterson. Uh, I'm ashamed to say I've never gotten up to the Little Rose Bowl to watch a game yet, and uh, uh, hopefully that's on our bucket list here. We're going to do that. Um, but looking ahead at your district, you're in 1A5 again. You guys have lost Meepo. Uh, the Bulldogs are headed up to 2A, I believe. Um, and L&M going down to Class A. They've been replaced with Cascade and Dyersville Beckman. So I, I'm kind of uh, on the fence here. I, I feel like maybe the, the district just got tougher than it was even a year ago, if that's possible. Um, <laughs> I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, you know, I think our district, again, nothing but quality programs. I mean, uh, obviously we were kind of – I'll be honest, and then I uh, talked to Coach Borison quite a bit, and I was excited to see that Minneapolis is going to 2 way, um, you know, and we would get uh, some new blood in. However, that new blood is Dyersville Beckman, who was two years removed from a semifinalist uh, game mm-hmm. at the Unidome. Um, and Cascade has always had a very uh, well-respected program as well. Not many times you see that team under 500 throughout the year. Um, so, you know, I like you said, I think our district, I don't know if it gets tougher or just – I think it's going to be extremely competitive, um, and I think you have six teams inside of there that could win uh, on any night. I really do, and um, you know that's part of playing football, small school football in Eastern Iowa. I think we have so much good football here. Um, there's there's not many times you get what we call an easy district, um, which hopefully prepares you for postseason and things like that. But uh, you know we feel confident going in, you know, knowing that we have a lot of those key returners back, um, but. <laughs> There is absolutely no doubt that we have our hands full. I mean, we talked about West Branch. Um, they're going to they're gonna be playing for Butch this year. You know that. So they're going to have a little bit of extra motivation. Um, Regina is still a very, very talented and extremely well-coached program. Um, you know, I know they bring their the leading quarterback from last year's district. Um, you know, Dyersville-Beckman is, is a prominent program. And I talked about Cascade. And then, you know, I know Durant loses Nolan DeLong, but still a lot of respect for – for what coach does over there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a well-coached and well-oiled machine as well. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about the non-conference schedules. How many, how many non-conference games do you get? And, uh, what all go, what, what's all the thinking behind scheduling 
you know, how do you pick out a team that's the right fit for you and your team? Yeah, you know, so uh, we get to put a list down of our top seven teams we'd like to play. The state asks us to at least match up the top three if possible. Um, we do get three non-district games before we're heading into district play. Um, you know, from year to year, uh, it becomes a, a challenge and a balancing act. You know, you want to get a good challenge, and, and what we try to look for are good football games. Uh, you know, we don't want blowout football games, whether good or bad. Um, we want we want to challenge our kids, uh, be in tight ball games in those situations. So when you get to district play, um, you know, those sort of things kind of help you out. So this year, uh, you know, with a, a lot of returners back, we, we challenged ourselves. We um, Our number one spot, and I believe theirs, is, is West Liberty. Um, West Liberty has been a nice program in two-way the last, you know, six, seven years. They've been up to the Unidome a couple times. Uh, another team that we have from the southeastern area is Mid Prairie. Mid Prairie's on our list as well in the top three. And then uh, we have a couple teams. We went north for one of them, northeast Goose Lake. We've played the last couple of years and had some good games with. Um, they return a, a really stud quarterback. Uh, it was a sophomore last year that always gives us a challenge. And then we have Minneapolis in that top three or four range as well. Um, again, somebody that I just really respect is Coach Borson down in Minneapolis. I think they always run a, a very good program, and you know they're going to be well coached, uh, which will help prepare you for district play. So um, whoever we get, we're going to get three really good teams, I think, uh, that are going to give us a good challenge, but I think at the same time prepare us for our tough district. Okay. Go ahead, Scott. So, Coach Hetzler, I'm looking back on last year a little bit, and I've got a few notes written down about the Beavers having, when I do, uh, Dave and I do like a little preview show for each district that our Southeast Iowa team's playing. And, of course, I don't know much about the Beavers at the time. Um, so I kind of go off the previous season stats, who's returning, who looked like they put up some numbers and whatnot. And, of course, one of, one of the names that pops out of me is Caden Kirkman. You've got a six foot eight uh, tight end defensive in there that had to be a nightmare matchup uh, for anybody you face. So I'm wondering who, who in the district last year that seemed to be stacked with really good running backs uh, was probably the biggest nightmare to try to match up with. I'm just curious. Was it uh, West Branch's Henson or Isley from Meepo or, or DeLong from Durant or somebody else that we're not even aware of? Yeah, I'll tell you what. That Again, it was by far the most loaded district I've ever seen with running backs. Um, and and it, you picked your poison from week to week. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Isley kid from Minneapolis just had some jets that we could not – we really struggled. I thought we contained him at points in the game, and then he just kind of went off uh, when we played him later in the second half. And then, uh, you know, Nolan DeLong is, is maybe the best athlete that I've ever had to coach against. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of respect for that kid. I'm, I, I joked with him aside on it during the basketball season that I was extremely happy. I don't have to see him <laughs> on a football field anymore. Um, and then – you know, uh, you know, Henson had a, a team around him in West Branch that was just phenomenal, that state semifinalist. Um, you know, Andy in his own right is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then he put some really strong big guys up front, you know, to lead the way. Uh, that was really, really tough to stop. And then um, off the top of my head, I can't remember his name, uh, but Regina had a, a kid that was about 6'2", um, 205 pounds that came trucking at you as well. So, okay. um, no, there was <laughs> – there was no off week last year when we talked about big physical backs. Um, and all those guys I just talked about, I think, are all of them are over six foot, uh, weighing anywhere from 195 to 210 pounds. So a lot of big guys, a lot of speed, uh, something you don't typically see in a 1A district yeah. uh, like we saw last year. 
Yeah. Well, uh, 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 let me ask you this question, Coach, here. And I've been asking lots of coaches this this uh, very question. Uh, what's tougher to prepare for, a team you have never played before and really literally have no idea about, or a team that you play year after year after year, but they have a new coach? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I think it's – I'll tell you what, if we're playing in week one, I'll tell you, I would say that it's, I think it's a little bit tougher to prepare for the team that you've always played against, but you know they're going to have a new coach because you don't know what wrinkles. I mean, we have film on some of them and understand uh, what they've done in the past, but, you know, new coaches can come in and, and uh, change the entire culture, change the entire playbook. I um, mean, it's, it's just really tough to, to expect or know what to expect in that week one game with those guys. So, um, you know, and that's I, we're going to be facing that this year too, because a couple of those opponents in non-district we haven't seen in three or four years. So uh, it's been a while, and and I know, for example, Mid Prairie I think is looking for a new head coach right now. So we may see something like that in week one, and just not sure what we're going to get. Very good answer. Well, go ahead, Scotty. <laughs> well, uh, I gotta say that last year, following you guys along with the rest of the teams in your district, and then uh, I believe you did interview with Dave once or twice. Uh, as the season wore on there. And uh, I found those those interviews really informative and a lot of fun. Um, you guys just seem to be loaded with a lot of sophomore talent last year, particularly one player I'd like to talk about, Drew Keith, and only because I've, I followed him uh, with a lot of interest, uh, not only for football last year, being a young quarterback, uh, but being a guy that I believe that contributed mightily off the bench for that great basketball team you all had this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's also playing some seven on seven with the Gators, you know. Um, and I've yep. seen with my own eyes what kind of benefit can come from that. Although I think some folks uh, don't think it's uh, <laughs> necessary, yeah. but uh, I like what I've seen from some quarterbacks. There's one in Iowa City right now that I just I can't believe uh, how good he was, and I hadn't heard of him before. <laughs> but could you talk about Drew a little bit and and what kind of strides he's made, maybe what you're looking for uh, from his game this coming fall? Yeah, you know I'll tell you what, Drew from uh, week one to week eight last year was has probably grown more than any quarterback that we've ever had in our program under my uh, reigns as head coach. Um, you know, we kind of threw him in late. We weren't expecting. Uh, we had to make a change. We had a senior quarterback kind of not coming out for us for certain reasons. Um, and then Drew was kind of thrown into that mix right away. Um, and we kind of slowly prepared him into that, into that realm. And, you know, when you get him a sophomore, uh, the reins to your offense, you really kind of limit what he can do. In the first half of the season, you can kind of see that with our play calls. Um, and then after a while, we Drew, Drew absolutely loves football. You're right. He lives and, and breathes football. So he was in my office nonstop throughout the year, and he still is, um, talking ball all the time. But he is a student of the game. Mm -hmm. And you can tell uh, the biggest change is his mental approach to what we do and the, uh, what it takes to prepare for uh, the incoming defense. Um, but he really took control of that offense. And we have a lot of option plays um, for him. And uh, he gets to make a lot of the choices uh, within our offense. And he did a, a really good job. And I thought his best game actually came against Minneapolis last year, uh, who was an extremely tough defense. We couldn't really run the ball. Um, he was making all sorts of checks throughout that game uh, to end up uh, to, to making a great, his greatest passing game of the year against a really tough defense. Um, and I think he, uh, this could be wrong, but I think he, he tied or was one off of our completion record in our program that night. So um, that was when you could tell that we have somebody special behind, behind center. 
um, and really looking forward to see what he can do over these next two years because he truly changes what we can do uh, as a high school offense, especially when you have a quarterback and you sit back there and comfortably throw the ball. Um, really, really opens up the playbook. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to kind of stay along the same lines of Scotty's question and ask you about an individual player. Uh, uh, you have uh, you've had the privilege of coaching uh, more than one of Mike Castle's sons. Uh, is Owen the <laughs> one that's still playing? Or oh yeah, nope. So uh, Owen Hassel was our starting running back last year, um, and truly uh, there for a while as we started to get going. Like I said, Drew was a, a new fresh face to a quarterback. Owen was the fresh face to running back. And he's one that we really leaned on early in the season. Um, not an overly big kid. You know, he stands at probably five, seven, five, eight, but has extremely strong legs and hips. Um, and his vision is, is one of the best that I've, I've been able to coach here in the last uh, 10 years at Wilton. And uh, really, really excited to see where he can go uh, as he comes back. But uh, one of those guys that we really kind of saved as a sophomore on offense, um, and didn't play him a whole lot on defense. Uh, this year, I think we're going to ask him to step up and, and do both sides of the ball for us um, as a linebacker and, and as a running back. So uh, Owen really carried our offense early in the season as, as our quarterback, uh, Drew, came along. Um, but those two together in the backfield is, is extremely dangerous. Well, he was one of the players uh, uh, Butch Peterson was telling me about that you had. And uh, I've known, uh, uh, actually, Mike Castle's dad was like a just a legendary coach, kind of like a the Butch Peterson of Little League Baseball sure. uh, in Fairfield. And then uh, I had the privilege of coaching Mike uh, on my Little League team, and he threw a no-hitter for me and was a great player. <laughs> and he really puts a lot uh, – just a parent like Mike Castle, and, and there's a lots of them, uh, as Scotty and I will, will uh, attest uh, – What's it mean to, to you as a coach to have a parent that's so there for their kids and willing to, uh, you know, comes from a family that puts, you, puts out some good athletes for you? Well, you know, it's key, and it's especially small-town sports, uh, you know, football especially. Uh, we're, and Will and I, we're extremely blessed because we don't, we have a lot of family support, um, you know, and that's something, another thing that I've always taken away from Butch's program uh, when I've sat down and talked to him is, he goes, if you make it a family effort rather than just pulling the kids and leaving the rest of the family members out, is that's when you start to create something special. And, you know, that's something that we strive to do with our, our team is to invite our parents in to see what we do um, as a program so they can see and, and trust us uh, with their kids. And, and like you said, parents like Mike and um, um, we, like I said, we have a lot of parents that support us, support their kids really well uh, because they want what's best for them. And, and uh, it's been a really good run here so far. And uh, like I said, just really blessed to have the people we do around our program. Well, Scotty, uh, uh, why don't we make this the last question? Well, I've kind of, uh, kind of hit on all my questions, but I, I will comment uh, just to uh, add to that, Coach, that, you know, being from Southeast, I'm aware, or at least I've lived here for about the last 27 years or so. Um, I don't know much about the rest of the state and what goes on there because I'm so headlong into this area, but it's been a lot of fun helping Dave with his uh, Round Guy Radio podcast to cover these teams, and one of our favorites has been Wilton, uh, whether it be football, basketball, whatever, and it's all the same kids and stuff like that. And I just want to comment that uh, you, you said a mouthful there when you talk about a community and the parents and all that stuff. Uh, those of you that are having some success, you know, that's what it takes, an entire community. And you guys seem to have it there. I see it on Twitter. I haven't met any of you in person yet, but I've, I've interacted with several on, on the old Twitterverse. And uh, 
it's been very impressive and a lot of fun, and we really look forward to seeing what you guys do this coming fall. Yeah, well, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate it, and I, I tell you that uh, it's really enjoyable and refreshing to have guys like yourself take time and, and reach out to our small schools. I think it's great. Um, you guys have a huge following from Wilton now, too, I can tell you that, um, as you guys have done a great job of, of covering not only us, but but uh, I know West Branch, Regina, uh, uh, Durant, Northeast Coast Lake, I think, was on there at one point. So I think there's a lot of people excited about what you guys are doing, and, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, not just the Wilton people listen to the Wilton stuff. Uh, a lot of people around here like it because uh, kind of a, one of those exciting, cutting-edge teams. But uh, here's my last question for you, Coach. Walk me through – okay, so uh, you submit your – uh, preferences for the the non-conference games to and so does every other school and then I'm guessing sometime April 17th April 19th or something you're going to get a schedule all right yep so so from the moment that schedule hits your desk what's the walk me through the off season till the opening day you know football camps restrictions on when you can practice what you can't do uh that kind of stuff and just kind of the off season things that maybe people aren't thinking about what you guys got to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're expected to get uh, our, our schedule sometime mid April, like you said. Um, and when that time comes in, what we do is, and I can tell you that we already have our summer schedule or our summer calendar is already set. Um, and our main focus at Wilton is, is to gain strength uh, in the summer, right? We have more time than, than ever uh, to get in the weight room and really advance ourselves. Um, and that's focus number one. Uh, we do meet with our kids um, once, twice a week. We do, we just do one seven-on-seven seven competition, uh, usually up at Iowa City High uh, at the end of June. So I meet with our, our skill position guys throughout the month of June. Um, we don't do anything with our offensive or defensive linemen yet. And then in July, we start getting together as a team um, twice a week uh, just to start installing our stuff. So then we come to camp on day one, and we start camp uh, that first week of August. Uh, right after that non-contact period and then we just roll right off the bat so uh, when we get to that point it's it's drill time Um, everything else is installed for for the first week um, and we kind of go from there so you know our push and our only concern is yes our schedule comes out our kids get excited but the only thing that we'll talk about in the spring and into the summer is is what we can be as a team so we don't we don't ever talk about who that week one opponent is we that stuff doesn't bother us at all um, you know, we, we worry about taking care of those small things. I know that sounds cliche, uh, but that's what we have to do in order to uh, be our best team on week one. Well, you have been listening to Scotty Melvin Talks High School uh, Football, Wilton Beavers edition. Scotty, uh, it's not like you needed to, to get me excited about Wilton Beavers football, but I'm about coming out of my chair. How about you? I'm that way uh, after the final game to finish up at the Dome until we get back to August, man. That's, that's just always been my favorite thing, high school football, since I was a kid. And now I'm almost 50 and I'm still there. So, uh, yeah, I am going to be following this Wilton Beavers team and that district with a lot of interest because I think it's going to be just as fun as it was a year ago. Well, Coach, you have, as always, been a spectacular guest. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, – keeping our uh, listeners off of life support uh, as they're about all of them, like Scotty, about ready to, to uh, uh, rip the calendar apart and get to football season, I think. Uh, but uh, thanks for being with us, Coach. Is there anything you want to say, or, or maybe you could mention some ways we could follow the Wilton Beavers? 
Yeah, you know, uh, first, if you want to follow us, we always have Twitter on our Facebook page or all live updates uh, all the time throughout the season. We, we push all of our summer stuff and, and schedules out that way, too, for people to follow along. Um, and, and lastly, again, guys, I really appreciate the stuff you're doing for high school football. Um, it's rejuvenating. It's, it's tough to find uh, guys that really push out what these kids deserve. And uh, a lot of high school athletes are putting in a lot of time and effort and just appreciate your guys' time to put that uh, on display for them. Uh, well, yeah, it's a pleasure, and you know what? I mean, we could put up the uh, uh, put this podcast out and 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 let it out there. But if if the teams weren't exciting, you know what I mean? If there wasn't stuff to dig into, if uh, for some reason, and I don't know why this is, and maybe you could you and Scotty could back me up what I'm about to say here, but there's no reason why every little dang tiny town in southeast Iowa has a horse as some kind of a great athlete, you know what I mean? Uh, they always have at least one big, you know, one really great player. And, and the odds would be so far against that. But uh, uh, on the whole, uh, anybody that's in the Round Guy Radio family has been a joy uh, to watch, that's for sure. Well, uh, Scott, you got anything to say before we wrap it up? just want to thank Coach Hessler for joining us. Uh, sometimes I, I have almost more fun interviewing or talking to somebody that's a little out of the area and out of where I'm familiar. Uh, and it's, it's a pleasure, and uh, we can't wait to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, fantastic, guys. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. All right, well, thanks for being with us. Uh, this has been a, a, another episode of Scotty Melvin Talks High School Football, which is, for some reason, very popular. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham and McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.